Hello, welcome back to the Omni Hour podcast. You're here with Jackson, Nate, and this is Evan. Jackson, Nate. There you are. We're going to start with a quick, I guess, public service announcement, something that I wanted to get off my chest, and that is that we are in the early stages of creating this podcast. This will be the second episode that I think we upload, and with that come a lot of hiccups, right? So uh, on Spotify, some things might look a little funky we're changing pictures around and and stuff like that we're figuring out so for the people that we eventually send this link to and and that are listening just give us a little time we're gonna try to perfect the craft rome wasn't built in a day that's right but the pyramids were built by aliens (laughs) in one hour specifically so the the point is we're working on it we're figuring things out as we go and uh so yeah just bear with us all right now i guess if we're so we're gonna recap the first episode we came back nate and i came back from bali Indonesia, to be exact, and I'm uh, taking a little journey, December 19th, 20, shit, December 2019, from the 13th to the 22nd, one of those days, I don't know, something, I lost time, I lost track of time, so here we go, let me paint you, paint a picture for you, are you, are you seated comfortably, you have a drink? Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable, You're I got a Sprite, right we're chilling. Let me paint you a picture. Alright. Nate and I. Comfortably dressed, we step on side of plane, on side of plane, on, so, on the side of a plane. Is this how the whole? Is this how it's gonna go? We flew there like Tom Cruise when he was on the Mission side Impossible of the plane. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Oh gosh! Here we go. Step on the plane. We finally arrive in Densapar, Bali International Airport. There's a huge statue outside the, the area of the airport. You think it was like five miles away? It was huge. Massive. We never got to see. It. I don't know what it was, but it looked ginormous. It looked like. A Pacific Rim character. Oh, you know, have, have you have you seen that statue that's in Brazil of Jesus? Yes. Is it, it was like that? It was like that big, yeah. It was Jeez. pretty big. Still don't know what it is. I, sh- I probably should have looked it up. So, we finally get our bags. Really no hiccup. Uh, it was this huge open area for immigration, which didn't take very long to get through. Blah, blah, blah. We get a car um, due to take us to our first Airbnb in Seminyak. Like I said, it was on the... Uh, west southern side of the island on the beach so we're in our airbnb shout out to artemis villa and hotel that's who ran it and uh we we go in it's this nice little condo it's got one room downstairs and a nice bathroom not enough water pressure i put that in my review on airbnb i put that in there the shower was cool though and then there was an upstairs room had its own kitchen had a little like dining area i guess you could say it had like a bench in it a whole little dining a area bench table kitchen. So, um, we kind of just, Nate and I are the first ones there. We kind of just make ourselves at home. We get there around 4 p.m., unpack a little bit, and then we're like, you know what? We're hungry. What's, what are you doing over there? Sorry, I was just playing with the... Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Okay. So then we're like, you know what? Let's go eat. Let's go see what's going on out in the town. So we're probably a 10-minute walk away from the beach. We just go down the straight, straight shot street, the main street. I can't remember that place we went to, but it was like a stone throw. You could see the water at night. It was kind of cool. You hear the the waves lapping against the soft sand. Uh, Bali knows their mojitos. We'll get that out of the way right now. Buy two, get one free. Yep. So Everywhere. Buy four, yeah. get two free. Yeah. It's well, nice. You could, you could buy six and get three free. That's right. It, we were close to it. <laughs> we were up there. They do know how to do their mojitos. Let me tell you that. So we're, we're macking down on mojitos. I forgot what I even got to eat to order, order to eat. And we're, you know, like, let's screw this popsicle stand. We continue on. We go to another place, get some mojitos. Probably about three hours deep of finding mojitos at different places. There you go. Uh, some nachos. <laughs> we're both looking rough at this point. I, at one point, I glanced up. I looked at him, and he had his mouth open and didn't quite know what was going on. I was feeling it. Yeah. It was, it was so good. I was like, you know what? Let's head back to the place. Good, good opening day, you know. Good opening season. First day in Bali. Just yeah, first night in Bali. We didn't get too wild, but we, we were feeling the jet lag and the mojitos. Not a good combo. For a great op- combo, actually. For a, to feel good. As <laughs> I really time. enjoyed it. So we go back, and then our friend Liz meets up. She gets dropped off at our place at like three in the morning or something like that. Whatever. We wake up. Wait, Liz is. Liz is just one of our friends. Her and her friend Smith were coming out in Bali, and we pretty much linked up with them the whole time. 
two lesbian queens who are absolutely amazing. They're so much Shout fun. Shout out. It's beautiful souls. So Shout much out. fun. They are so much fun. Anyways, so Liz, Nate, and I, we're at the pool the next day. We're kind of uh, drinking a little bit, reading a book, listening to music, doing slow-mo videos, jumping into the pool. You know, typical things you do on vacation, catching some rays, what have you. So I had the game plan. I was like, all right, you know, we're going to chill here for a couple hours, like for the most of the afternoon, and then let's go back. Let's power nap. Let's go out on the town because Bali Seminyak, to be exact, is a party. So I found this club called La Favela. I'll get there in a second. We go back. We power nap. I wake up. Liz is already getting up, getting ready, and I was like, all right, time to get ready. It's a little warm in Bali. It's probably about 80 degrees, mid-80s the whole time, slightly humid. Not very much pant weather and button down. So I just wore like some khaki shorts, my bird dogs to be exact, bird dog sponsor us. And uh, my white Converse and like a, a nice blue, my blue hemp shirt. So here's the thing. I don't, like I don't take naps. Like I hate them because when I take naps, I don't wake up. Like, I just sleep. I did it yesterday where I slept from like, for like seven hours when I was trying to sleep for like one. So... In the go, middle of the day. Yeah. I didn't yeah, that's go terrible. To the club. So, yeah. So, I'm get, I'm ready. Liz is ready. I go over to Nate's room. He's still knocked out. He's shirtless. He's got one sock on. I'm like, hey, bud, we're about, we're about to go. You ready to go hit the club? God, try to sleep. I was like, all right. I'll see you <laughs> That was, I, I knew I wasn't going to have to, I couldn't, like, if it was, if it was Evan, I would have had to just said something about another mojito or a drink and he would have gotten up. But I knew Nate, he wanted to get to sleep. So, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let him be. So, Liz and I... Let him move his life. Liz and I do about a 15-minute walk from where we're at to La Favela. We walk in. Yeah, qu- quick question. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Can you, like, walk most places where you yes. were in the, in the city? It's a it, walking kind of scene? It was a lot. Granted, it was through, like, a lot of alleyways where you okay. didn't think were streets, but they were actually streets. The streets there... What qualifies as a street is if you could put at least one foot on... <laughs> yeah. If was anything could, named? Like, how was that system over like there, you know? Like, 14 letters... Yeah. Okay, great. I have no idea what it says. But at but least it had a name, like for the people that are native. Sort of. The, but if you can fit a moped, like only one at a time, yeah. then it's, it's a road. Street. It's, okay. it's a street. Yeah. Cool. Continue. It doesn't matter how sharp the corners are either. So we walk over there. <laughs> we come up. La Favela, probably the most popping club in Bali from what I read and from what I saw, is like three stories. There's like five different ba- or seven bars in there. Five dance floors. It's a whole compound. Half of it is outside. Half of it is inside. It reminded me of Casa Bonita, the way it was set up, because it had like shout out Casa Bonita. Yeah, <laughs> Colfax Avenue, Colorado. So we go in. We are at the very top bar called Attica, A T I K K A, something like that. And that was like their more kind of like lounge bar kind of area vibe. So uh, we we're there. So one thing you got to realize about the rest of the world is. Everything doesn't start popping off until, like, midnight, all right? So I was a little used to, like, you know, 8 o'clock. Things are kind of catching up. It's 9.30 and nobody's there. I was like, okay, whatever. We'll drink some more here. Uh, so I had this crazy cocktail called Number nine, number 9 Elixir. That's scary. It was an elixir, to be, to be exact. It was delicious and creamy. So that's not a really good combo of words. Anyways. Cut that. Delicious. Cut only That's delicious my sound bite. Delicious and creamy. Anyways, so we drink and uh, we found out that the the island or the nation's star beer is a local beer, an Indonesian pilsner called Bingtang. 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 It's also Bing-tang. so Bingtang. By itself is just normal beer. Yeah, it's like a it's just like a Bud, it's like a Bud Light or a yeah. Budweiser, but an Indonesian. But then they have this Bingtang Rattler. Lemon or orange. And this Bingtang Rattler, which is orange flavored, tastes like Sunkist, but beer. you're but you're getting drunk. So you. And then the lemon one tastes like lemonade. So but what beer. do you do? Drop it in the beer? No, it no, comes it, bottled like that. And they Wait. sell it on the street everywhere. It's called Bingtang Rattler. You can get lemon or orange. And oh. it tastes like Sunny D beer or lemonade country cock beer. It's what? fucking amazing. It is amazing. If, if you could take that back to the States, it's the next Ice and White Claw or whatever. It is so good. It was so good. And there's no license to just sell alcohol there. Old ladies on the streets selling hats and like souvenirs got Bing Tang for like <laughs> 40,000 rupee, we, which we, is like a dollar. We walk <laughs> into like 
you know, they have like their shops where it's just a bunch of different shops. Yeah. And we just wanted like Bing Tang, like the actual drink. You just go Bing Tang. You see like 50 bing-tang, people. Bing-tang, bing-tang. Yeah, you see 50 people jump out with like shirts and hats and stuff, just like yeah. yelling it at you. And you're it like, was no. the equivalent of like Finding Nemo when those birds are saying mine, mine. Yeah. It was that with Bing Tang. So we had a little game we'd play wherever we'd go, and we'd see like enough people. We'd go Bing Tang, and then everybody go Bing Tang, Bing Tang, Bing Tang. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. That's great. All the vendors are trying to get yes. you to come so over. Bing Tang. Yeah, we had Bing Tang, fresh, cold. That's so like, funny. Nah, nah. So anyways, we're drinking Bing Tang, we're drinking Corona, we're drinking... She introduced me to something called a, a La Caprinha or something like that. It's like a Brazilian mojito. Mm. It's dangerous. It's really good. Dangerous. So we're probably double digits deep now in the drink. <clears throat> uh, we met some Australians, some uh, improved Nor- uh, relations with Norwegia or Norway with some Norwegians. Norwegia? Norwegia. Yeah, that's a plural. Thank you. And then we continue on. So this is the second night, right? And you already know this because I had no type of contact with you. <laughs> the second night I get in the taxi to go back to my place, I lose my phone in the taxi. Second night there, no phone for the rest of the trip. For the rest of the eight days, I have no phone. I had to rely off on Nate's phone the whole time. And I'm the one who's got like the plans and like the the. Yeah, maps. Nate doesn't know anything. He's, <laughs> Matt, Nate is literally. Nate's here. like, where do you want to go? He's like, oh, well, hmm. I'm here for the. I'm Nate's here for the ride, right? And I'm here like trying to conduct the ride with no type of conducting tools i have no no phone and also if you if you know me like i don't charge my phone that often so usually my phone's like almost dead anyways so So i I almost felt like his mom i was like you should probably charge your phone or like you should like turn off your bluetooth or like close all your apps in your background because one time he handed me his phone and i just do that randomly when i see the battery yeah Dude, I was I like never swiping for like 30 seconds. Yep, I leave all my apps Every open. Every single app was open. I was like, dude, what do you need your calculator open for right now? Like just <laughs> random apps. Like it just, that's his hobby is to go open an app <laughs> that he never uses just to have it open. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I lose my phone. That's the second night. The next night or the next morning, I had scheduled us a diving trip. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is how cheap bodies. For $76 per person. These people came and picked us up at our villa, drove us three hours to the dive site. We dived once, had a free lunch, dived again, and then they drove us three hours back to our villa for $76 a person. Jeez. And they had all the gear and everything there. We That's didn't solid. Nothing. Liz was still drunk. She, I don't know, she like sweet-talked this guy and like was arguing with him to let her dive. He's like, you need to sign this waiver. Because <laughs> she was like still drunk in the morning because she was out past like when I was. She like come back to like I Three or four in the morning, yeah. the guys met us at eight. I was Jeez. up at like 2 a.m., I think, just woke up, and then like, he was here, he was at our villa, and I remember Liz, like, walking in, just completely drunk, still drank that night. I was up, me and her were up to like 5 a.m., trying to go out to the pool and getting told no by the people who ran it, but she was like still drinking in our villa up to like 5 a.m., Yeah. so she's it was pretty a, bad. She's a trooper. Powerhouse, yeah. <clears throat> so we dive in one I was I was a little hungover I felt kind of shitty but I was like you know what I'm ready to dive I'm ready to see some crazy shit so we dived on the USS Liberty which is this old auxiliary ship from the US like back in the 50s or 60s it got bombed by the Israelis or something like that I don't know whatever it crashed and it's on the bottom of the sea and fuck me dude the water was so clear you could probably see 50 meters in front of you wow it was so clear and the, the shipwreck now is like a, a reef. I saw like eels. Um, I saw anemone with the clownfish, like Finding Nemo. Scorpionfish, lionfish, stingray, like these big ass fish that had huge foreheads. Like a bunch of wild like plant life. It was, it was fucking beautiful. A garden of eels? A garden of eels. Which is terrifying. the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. A garden of so eels? So it's like on the bed of the sea, right? Yeah. And it's these little eels that like stick their body yeah they're like really thin they stick their body like halfway out of the sand like they're in the sand or dirt or whatever and they stick their body like halfway out wow and they just move looks like seaweed from afar yeah as you get closer there's like 50 of them and they're kind of spaced out and like once you start getting closer they like sink back in yep and it 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 was terrifying looking at it that's crazy that's crazy so i died both times nate only died once he like busted his eardrum on the first dive it was pretty fun so good times. And, oh, by the way, our our diving instructors. You want to know what their names were? What? Barack and Mr. Obama. No way. I'm yeah. dead serious. 
And, and good old Brock goes, and that is Mr. Obama. I go, oh, yeah. He goes, you know Mr. Obama? I said, well, I don't know him, but I know of him. He goes, oh, yes, very good. Very good. And I was like, okay. So we come back, and then um, by this point we get back. It's like another three-hour ride. And I was, like, getting sick from, like, being hungover. I felt like shit. So we got pizza and a pathetic brownie sundae at this one place. This, the pizza was good. Remember that weak-ass brownie sundae I got? Oh, yeah, that was She terrible. brought it out, and we all started laughing because I was just like, what the fuck is this? So, backtrack. At the pool, we met this guy named Komang. Oh. Komang. Komang is the Shout coolest. Shout out to Komang. The coolest, listening. like, uncle. So you shared, you shared the pool with, like, other villas? Yeah. Okay. It was like a residential pool. What was your villa like? What? It was the condo. It was, so it was, so it was like, like a condo setup. So like upstairs was a, um, a toilet and another room, but downstairs was like the full bath, another room, a sofa, a bench, and a kitchen. You had like a living room and stuff. So it was like, yeah, yeah it was like a real place. That's like su- condo, that's yeah. sweet, yeah. Kind of like a, you ever been in like a ski condo? It's yeah. kind of set up like that, yeah. yeah. That's but cool. But there was no AC, so you had a fan and like a little kind of... And how hot was it? Because when you guys sent me, when did, the Snapchats it, it I got... Yeah, the Snapchats I got, like, Nate was sweating and looked like he was about to die. But he was like, he Snapchatted me and the comment was, I don't want to leave. And I was like, it looks like you want to leave or it looks like you need <laughs> if, to leave. If you, when we were outside and we were walking around, like, during the midday, we, we were toasty. We were wet. We were wet. You were wet, yeah. Yeah. So we met Komang at the, at the pool and he was like, um, where are you going next? And we're like, we're going to Ubud, which is the center, the center, like, village or city in the middle of the island. It's like the cultural hotspot. And he's like, oh, I drive you there and drive you around for 600000 a day. And in our head, we're still getting used to the currency. We're like, fuck, that's a, that's a lot. Dude, it's like five bucks. It's not. <laughs> no, it's like 50 bucks. Yeah, so it's like 50. It's like 50 bucks. And then at this point, Smith had linked up to this. So there's four of us. There's Nate, myself, Liz, and Smith. So split between the four of us, it was 150,000 rupees, which is like, then that's like seven bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like nine or ten dollars. It was very cheap. For him to drive us around all day, take us to all of like the spots. So our first stop on our way over to our villa, right? He takes us to this coffee plantation. At this coffee plantation, you get well, oh, damn it, you okay. get thirteen samplers of coffee and tea. You get like ginger tea, red tea, mangosteen tea, Rosella tea, coconut coffee, avocado coffee, Bali coffee, Lua coffee. Normal. Like, That's the stuff you brought back. All this crazy coffee. So the main, the main like special thing there is Lua coffee, and a Lua is a type of animal. It's like a possum mixed with a dog. It's like this really long, cute, like dog-looking thing. It's like a cooler ferret. It's like bigger, and not as stinky as one. But if you can get where I'm going with this. The Luwak eats the coffee bean, digest it, shit it out, and then they make coffee out of that. Are you serious? So it's pretty shitty coffee. It actually was shitty though. Like it was, it was. You not, tried it? Yeah, we yeah, tried it. It was not yeah. that good. So it was. It That's has, disgusting. It was a very strong and unique flavor. I'm sure it I'm, was strong and unique. You guys are disgusting. You know what? Hey, <laughs> I'm glad I tried it, but it's nothing to like bring a whole bag home. No, it was no nothing I like that. Should have brought a bag and made him drink all of it. He'd be like, "This is great coffee," and then I told him, "You're drinking shitty coffee, son." Anyways. Thank you for not doing that. So, at the coffee plantation, they have these luwaks. And guess what they have just sitting there, hanging, <laughs> hanging out? What? A fruit bat. Massive. Huge. Like, three foot big fucking fruit bat. Just literally hanging. He's curled up like this. What do I mean? He's just hanging there, dude. It's a fruit bat. He's just chilling. No, like, what? just what no, the like, heck? leash or anything. Just, yeah, just, just sitting. hanging. Like, you know what? And let me tell you something. Nate was like goddamn Dr. Doolittle on this trip. He goes up to this thing because the lady, was, we were like, can we touch it? She goes, very nice, man, very nice, very nice. He goes up, he sticks its hand out, and it's like mouth fucking his finger. Like it throat liked, deep with his me. finger. Yeah. And uh, it's got his little hooks all over his hand. It's like grabbing on him. We think the bat was either gay or a very promiscuous female. Check that out and swipe right. Oh my goodness! Yeah, showing them pictures. So I'm right looking. Now. I'm looking at pictures right now. It looks like a dog. And with this is a huge bat. Wings. That's what it looks like. It's so big. It, it like without the wings, it'd look like a monkey. That's what I'm saying. Look at his what hands. What the heck? Little dog. Dude. Look. Oh my gosh. Very sweet. Yeah. Like what? It's like a puppy. Like it was like licking me and like play biting yeah, me. Yeah, very nice. Guy. I'm like, terrified. Like huge teeth. Yeah. Huge I, this is teeth. this is what I got a uh, Snapchat of, and I was with some people, and I showed them, and it was the Snapchat was you 
putting your finger up there and it was just like gnawing on your finger. Yeah. And I was terrified. I showed the people that I was with, I was like, dude, what is going on? And at this point, I had no phone, so you probably thought I was dead, and just like half the other people. Yeah, I didn't know what happened to you. I, I thought you were in a, I I thought to, you were yeah, in a taken I scenario. Off the face of the earth. Nobody knew what was going on. It was a what they call a true nomad. <laughs> Anyways, so the bats there. We kind of walk around. It's a very beautiful compound. We continue on. We go to a silversmith shop because a lot a big like import export is uh, like handmade jewelry. Yeah. We didn't get anything, but <laughs> this is the bones lady, <laughs> yeah, right? The bone lady. So <laughs> we walk in, and they have like a bunch of jewelry or just like other shit you can make with silver and they have like this ceremonial dagger there and I was like oh that's cool can I touch it she was like yes so I grab it and it's got like this very intricate designed handle and I go what's this figure like what's the handle she goes bones <laughs> and I was like oh okay well what's it made of bones <laughs> and I was like okay a couple seconds go by well how old is it bones and i was like all right cool and i like put it up and i was like Look, i guess everything here's bones well, granted you know she's from a different country yeah she doesn't speak english but it was hilarious the, yeah the, the, the fact that she can even speak a little bit of another language bones yeah well that's the only word she really needs to know how to say i guess yeah. you know it's made of bones that's what, what that's, you want. that's probably the question she always gets is what is this oh it's bones that's all she and, needs yeah other people are like oh cool and put it down yeah but we you know of course we're like well, like, what's like the figure of yeah. like what is the figure how old is it Bones. Bones. Like, oh. And she said it okay. so mysterious. I was like, okay. Like, you're nice. freaking out, lady. Well, it's bones. So we continue on. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I have this I have this written down. Okay, so uh, the backtrack real quick. Um, the morning we were we went to the pool. You'll like this. I know you'd appreciate this. I wrote this down for you. We went to this really good breakfast joint called Shelter Cafe. Ooh. It was really badass. Like, they, they had, like, a little store at the bottom. But up top, it was, like, bunch of plants and like trees and shit up there it was like kind of secluded away from the city and the food was bitching didn't you get like some pe- pancake or something yeah some Dude, some sort of pancake it was you, very very good you would have thoroughly enjoyed it. i forgot what i got like eggs benedict or something so i just want to backtrack that because i know you were interested in uh, what breakfasts we went to oh yeah and we got we got more on the way for you anyways so continuing on uh, the lady said bones oh we went to this big ass waterfall this huge well, i can't even remember what the waterfall was called but remember we took the sign. You had the picture of the sign that said "I'm ho- I'm horny." Yeah. And I said "motherfucker." My sign said "motherfucker." I don't know your what, sign. Yes, yeah, so like they had little signs. They had like there a, you could they had like thirty with. or so wooden signs oh. with like different sayings like "Hey mom" or "I'm in Bali" or "I love," or his said "I'm horny" and mine said "motherfucker." <laughs> so we took okay. a picture in front of this <laughs> this huge waterfall, and you can like get in the water and everything. So, uh, we did that. We did the waterfall. The next day we started our like. I don't know, spiritual trek to these holy sites. The first place we went to was called Goa Goja. And it was this, oh, dude. You had to wear a sarong, which is like the, it's like a a skirt almost. You got to wear over your legs. And we go in and it's this beautiful cave, like in this rock face, like in this rock mountain. And it's got these crazy designs going all the way up the side of the rock face. And there's like a, probably like a five and a half or six, six and a half foot hole in it you can go all the way in and it's super dark and then you come in the other side and it's like a t so it has the entrance to it and then you can go left or right and that's pretty much it but it has like a shrine or whatever to ganesh which is like a hindu god on either side and like some places were ritual but they had incense burning in there 24 7 so it looked like somebody was hot boxing the whole tent the whole cave because they had one little measly light in there and it was just like from head to floor was fucking incense smoke it looked like somebody was hotboxing and they're really getting high if you know what i mean and then um so that was really cool that was kind of a cool experience but the rest of the it was like this whole huge like territory i guess this whole like plot of land it was absolutely beautiful like you you go out you go through another temple and you come out on top of this ridge and it's like this deep valley and it looked like shangri-la like some paradise like you could empathize with the people like for thousands of years ago who thought like gods created it and walked among this area and like blessed it it was beautiful there was like two other waterfalls there were like these valleys and these mountain like this hill and these beautiful trees it was it was absolutely amazing like i can't even it looked like a like something out of a video game it was crazy it was absolutely beautiful and then there was this this holy man on off to the side like in front of this rock face and he had like a little table set up with his offerings and everything and he had incense burning and what he told me he was like 
right here I do my ritual offerings in the in the uh, my prayers and it goes up in the incense smoke and it goes up in the clouds and then it comes back down into the waterfall so it was kind of cool oh, the way wow. the way he kind of put that and then he yeah. blessed all of us so we had like this holy water which I'll get to where he got that holy water from and he like splashes the holy water and he had a, like a, a flower and he like does this little hand motion and prays and puts the flower in your ear and puts like rice on your forehead puts like a thumb like because your your head is wet from the the water and then he's his thumb is wet so he gets his rice and plants it on your forehead so you walk around with like this rice on your forehead so you just got blessed congrats nice good job that's you've, cool you've been blessed and so uh, we walked around there for a while that was pretty cool and then we went to let's see uh oh Tirta Temple this is this is intense. This is, this is, this gets pretty detailed. I gotta put this down. Which one is this? It's the holy water. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is so Tirsa Temple. Crazy. You gotta wear the sarong again too to go in there because it's a holy site. So they believe that this guy. Who the fuck was that? Was that me? Yeah. How dare they? That wasn't me. Duh. That's you. You gotta silence. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's your laptop. It's your laptop. Oh jeez. Party foul. There it goes. Look. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Oh, Slippery slope. Jeez. Oh my goodness. Me? I don't think that's all me. And I'm not sure there's much I can do about yeah, anyways. it. Anyways. Yeah, just keep going. So they believe that this God had like created this place and like blessed these waters. So they built a temple around it and like channeled the, the spring. It's a natural spring underneath the temple into these spouts, right? So there's three pools. There's a pool off to your left that has 13 spouts. There's a pool in the middle that has two. And then there's a pool on the right that has another 13 spouts. So we did it wrong to begin with, and then some nice guy like brought us through the, the whole process, and this is what you do. So you, you come up and you sit on like the meditation bench, and then there's a offering table in front of you, and you have like this little, bamboo square thing with flowers or food and, like some like small money, um, some plants, and then an incense, and you hold it and you like say a prayer and an offering. Like you have to like, ask for permission to come into the waters and like be cleansed and like use it. And you say a little meditation, you put it aside, and then you start in the left pool, you skip the first spout, because they're like little spouts that are shooting this out into like three feet high of water in the pool. Mm-hmm. You skip the first spout because they use that water to take to all the other temples and for like all the other people's like uh, ceremonies or whatever. So they, you don't use that one because that one's for temples only. So you go spout two through ten, you skip eleven and twelve because those are for cremation, and then you do thirteen. So two through ten, there's a whole process where you have to you have to come up to it. You have to like have your hands in a prayer, and you chant Om three times, or you do a prayer three times, and then you wash your face three times, you gurgle and spit the water three times, and then you swallow the water three times, and then you dunk your head and wash yourself with it. You do that two through ten, skip eleven and twelve, do it again for thirteen, and like thirteen was for, I can't remember exactly what two through ten was. For wisdom wasn't it 13 was for like personal wisdom and knowledge but 2 through 10 i can't remember exactly what it was for okay and then you get out and you go to the the middle pool which has the two spouts and that one was to rinse your karma and your family's karma so you you do that same thing and then you get out of the middle pool and you go to the last pool and this one you only use the first spout but it's different so you do the same prayer and chant three times you wash your face three times but you don't gurgle and spit you drink the water seven times and then you dunk your head and rinse yourself as long as you want. And that one was to like clean your energy and like cleanse the blockages of your energy. Um, and then after that, you get out and you do one more post meditation, mm-hmm. like saying thank you and like yeah. reliving the experience. And not gonna lie, like you can you can you can empathize again with like the culture because you have to be so in the moment and like on like what you're doing because you do it like 15 times, mm-hmm. right? So to be honest, I had like kind of like a really nice like emotional experience. I was like thinking about my family and my friends and like life and you're doing this whole time and it's cold. The water is like cold because it's like coming from the ground. It's a natural spring. So it, he was shivering. Every time I would see him and he'd like come up underwater, he was like shaking. I was I was fine like the first three. And after a while, like usually you get like, you know, accustomed to the temperature of the water. It just kept getting worse. And it was just like... <laughs> kept getting colder and colder and so i was just freezing by the end of it but i mean it was very very like the very spiritual yeah moment that's really nice so i've been cleansed of all my karma so if i've done anybody wrong in the past i've been cleansed of it so please forgive me 
That's cool. I was going to ask you, um, like just hearing that, how, you already got to it, but I, I was going to ask you if you didn't say like how you felt spiritually or like internally. Because felt, yeah, you feel, well, it's all what you make of it, right? So, I mean, I feel like we both went in with like a pretty good mindset of like seeing where it takes us. And like you do, you do have to put yourself in that that mood or that that mindset where like you have to stay focused on exactly what you're doing because that's the whole process of doing everything so meticulous yeah but it it felt good like the water was good too i wasn't drinking out of what we were standing in i was drinking out of what the water was coming out of Mm -hmm. and uh there could have been risk to that either way we did see a big ass fish with a frog in its mouth there's like fish in the pool you're in yeah. basically so you gotta be careful not to pull from the pool you're sitting in in the water but that the water that's coming out of the spout okay yeah, yeah. so um that's interesting but it but it was actually and the people were all very nice like there were these older gentlemen behind us who were like older balinese mm-hmm. and they were like very nice like we've been doing they were like 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 bowing at you like yes yes something yeah. like that. so that's kind of cool because i'm kind of a firm believer that that anybody can kind of find a spiritual like a, a, a spiritual experience regardless of their their own faith yeah. their denomination or whatever it there's is like you a, know? there's a vehicle for the mystic in all cultures yeah yeah exactly and with that like um i mean i found personally um having like visited the middle east and some uh, having visited like the middle east too and kind of seeing other cultures that you know even in even in another culture's like place of worship or in another religion's there's place a certain of worship, amount of reverence for it. there's a certain amount of like spiritualness that I feel too, you know, and I, I think that individual sp- spirituality or God to some people, whatever you want to call it kind of stays with you in, in all places, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of hard to explain, but like I visited, I visited the, uh, um, the mosque mosque out here, the grand mosque and, you know, going in there, somebody that is, obviously not Islamic, but, you know, I went in there with an open mind, just, just, I wanted to have an appreciation for, you know, what they do. And this place was super beautiful. And I got some of the same feelings like that I do when I go to church or, or when I do my own, you know, religious practices, Mm -hmm. I got a little bit of that, you know, that same kind of feeling on the inside of kind of like reverence or, or humility. You know what I mean? It's almost like a shared, like a, like a shared collective, like, feeling when you're in those places because like think about how many people have been in in and around and through that site and that like collective like yeah i don't know this is getting more like a little esoteric but almost like <clears throat> remnant of like a feeling almost like a an afterglow of like when yeah. people have been there so long and done the same yeah. thing and so you, you kind of realize that everybody's kind of searching for the same thing yeah. right you know what i mean like everybody's looking for that yeah that thing that kind of brings them to the next level or or completes them or you know whatever yeah. things that answer questions for them so that was that was absolutely amazing. I really loved that. And then, uh, so the Chuta Temple itself was besides the pools, all this like everywhere you went, even when you were in the city, there were little shrines everywhere where you can go like privately and like do an offering or something. And then in front of everybody's businesses, they had a little small offering that had like incense and the stone carving and the stonework and everything was so like detailed and like meticulous. It was it was it was really amazing. And then. Um, so after the Church of Temple, we we went to the Monkey Forest. So this is another thing where I'm saying Nate was like Dr. Doolittle. And we call, we rolled to the Monkey Forest. And in my head, I'm kind of thinking like, okay, the Monkey Forest, it's going to be like, I don't know, not, not run down, but not as cool as you would think, like very touristy. But it was huge. This yeah. like preserve they had for these monkeys was huge. And you walk in and you like start going through like... So- so the first thing... It's like a maze there, too. The first sign when you're about to walk into the monkey forest, it felt like it was a, like you're about to go into a prison. Yeah. Because the sign was like... The sign said, do not run, do not panic, do not look the monkeys in the eye. No shiny. No shiny things. Do not have anything that they can take from you. And no tipping. And yeah, there's, no, no, there's no cages or anything. No, no. they're just out. It's so just like, no tipping. Yeah, no like, tipping. Like they're working. Like you can't give them any money. Like no tipping the monkeys, you know? Because oh, they're going to yeah. go blow it all on... Hookers are blow later. Like, don't tip them. But like, but, like, you can't give them food because then all the other monkeys are going to be asking you for yeah, food. Yeah, and they have they have enough food. There's, like, feeding stations where they have, like, these sweet potatoes and fruits and bananas yeah. and everything where they... That makes and sense. You're, you're not to, like, touch their shit either because that's, like, theirs. And they're all very territorial, so obviously some certain mafia yeah. monkey families run one feeding station while the other mafia mo- monkey families roll up. Yeah. So I'd, like like, to, I'd like to see somebody roll up and try to steal all their fruit. Dude, oh, boy. Okay, so. so like we're about to go in though. Like That first sign, I was kind of scared. I was like, 
these, like I'm gonna look one of these monkeys in the eye and they're gonna come fuck me up. Like yeah, I was a little scared at first, but once you get in there, like you're around them the whole time because they're just running everywhere. They're chilling. Yeah, so you're they're like, major chillers, dude. They're just sitting there with their dicks out, like sitting on the yeah. concrete. They're cool. Like Hanging they're really out. cool. Yeah. So <laughs> this is video. So we're walking and we're like seeing them and I see this one dude like just sitting there. He's got his legs sprawled open. His like balls are just hanging. He looks really chill. I'm like, you know what? I'm really vibing with this monkey right here. So I squat down. I see a stick right in front of me. Like a small little twig. I grab it and go like, you know what? Here you go, man. I hand this little monkey this stick. And he's like chewing on something. And he like has a free hand. And he like grabs it. He like looks at it. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And dude bears his teeth at me and slams on the ground and like punks me out. <laughs> dude, I jumped away. I was like, whoa, shit. Nate has the video. It's, it's hilarious. absolutely hilarious. But he goes from this innocent-looking face to this... He's like, I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this is a stick, bro. He was like... So, this is the problem. You hand him a fucking twig. Yeah. He probably wanted some food or something cool. Yeah. He knows what's hand, up. It's yeah. a stick, he's bro. Like, he's like, I can go get this everywhere. So yeah. I can get this from anywhere. Yeah. You're going to fucking We're in a hand forest. me this. We're in a forest, <laughs> twigs cool. everywhere. Yeah, so I was, like, I was like, this guy's cool. I think he'll get what I'm trying to come through, you know? He's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. And he like... Bounced at and jumped at me, and I was like, you know what? Fuck that monkey. I ran away. I didn't run away. He but ran. But literally for, ran the, for the two days before that, I was telling like Liz and Smith and Nate, I was like, dude, I'm not gonna get, I'm not getting punked out by no fucking monkey. I swear to God, I'm not getting punked out. You got right punked off the out. bat. Twenty minutes in, I get punked out by a monkey, dude. I wanted to go back and I wanted to put my fucking shit kickers on and blast them off to a punt field. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Anyways, Christ. we continue. I'm looking for you, monkey. We continue on, and there's like this little pool, and these monkeys are hanging out. And I was like, Nate, sit down. So he sits down, and he's like, he's still a little sketchy. He's like, dude, let me know if these fucking monkeys get near me. This little baby, cute little baby monkey, rolls up, jumps on his lap, and he's like, still, he's like, get off me. Get off me. And then it crawls up on his shoulder. He's like, dude, get the fuck off me. And it's like grabbing his necklace and like, trying to like grab his freckle and like is in his hair and is on top of his head at this point. He's like, dude, get it the fuck off me. And he's like Dr. Doolittle, dude. He's talking to these animals like with his mind. This so monkey's like, just trying to figure you out, bro. Yeah. This, this baby was just unbelievably cute, right? Like the cutest little baby monkey. Little hands. So I was scared that his, the mama monkey, right, you know, right next to the baby monkey where he came from, was going to see it. And be pissed, just like, what the fuck are you doing? Stranger danger. Yeah, and, come, yeah. and attack Pull out that me. pepper spray on your ass or tase you. Yeah, dude. I thought he was come attack me. So I was like, at first, I was like, I'm not scared of the baby monkey. It's not going to do any damage. You know, he's just a little cute, little cute baby. I was scared of the, the mama monkey three feet away from me, staring me down while this her little baby jumps on my head and is playing with my hair and stuff. At the visitor center, they did say that some of the monkeys take P90X classes too, so you really got to watch out for the jacked ones. So yeah, they're we, scary. We were we were on our toes for sure, and some of the moms did take a Billy Blanks Tybo class too. So um, <laughs> we were we were wary, and I think that guy who took the stick uh, probably went to Rex Kwando school. To be honest, he I saw a lot of familiar techniques. These monkeys are so affluent; they just have everything given to them. Yes, they're, they're they don't have to search for food. Spoiled fucks. To they begin. are spoiled. Yeah. But it was other than that, like. The monkeys were cool. We saw a lot of salamanders and lizards and shit. But still, there was like more temples and like statues and like carvings in this preserve that were just crazy. They were beautiful, dude. Like it was so unreal. I was just like looking at it like, wow, who did this? And how long did it take them? It was crazy, dude. Like a chisel. Imagine like, what are you doing today? Now working on one foot of this big hunk of rock. That's not going to be anything one day. And it's just thousand years later is this gorgeous thing that's still standing that's crazy it was it was really cool so we do the monkey forest uh we went to multiple good places to eat for dinner um oh shit the scooters oh yeah so we pull up to our new villa right and our villa is actually really cool it's yeah it's off to the side of like the city it's, it's a 15 minute ride from the center of the city from ubud mm -hmm. we're, just, we're in ubud right now yeah so <laughs> the villa manager i can't remember what her name is but she dropped off the keys for the villa, and then I was like, can we get scooters? And I'm not talking about, like... Razor. Bird scooters, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, Vespa, like... Mopeds. Mopeds. Yeah. And she's like, yes, how many do you want? I was like, two. She's like, how many days? I was like, for as long as we're here, which was 70,000 rupees a day, which is, like, $4. Yeah. What? Nothing. Yeah. Cheap. 
And they drop it off. They're like, here's your keys. No waiver. No, no nothing. signing, nothing. Like, Just here you fucking go. Here's your keys. Well, whatever. Uh, good luck. <laughs> And then, so we're waiting to go meet up with Liz and Smith for dinner. It just starts pouring rain for about an hour. We're in the pool. We get dressed. And then the rain stops. And we go outside. And I was like, look, let me check out these scooters and see how they are. Because it's been a while since I've ridden anything with two wheels. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I get on this thing, right? Mind you, I just told you that it was raining, right? Just rain. Just, just yeah. rain. Just quit. So the... We, there's like a pretty decent incline on the driveway to get out of the place and it's like the asphalt that is very slick when it's wet. If you can kind of tell where I'm going with right now. So I get on that, turn it on, I figure out how to turn it on and I hit the accelerator and it was extremely touchy going from like 0 to 50 like real quick. And I like skid off and I hit like the fucking... <laughs> I hit the fucking top and I hit kind of this flat part and I go to turn and I fishtail out and I do a 360 on the fucking ground <laughs> in circles. And I finally stop and I get up. And I'm like dying laughing because I can't believe that just happened. And I look over at Nate and he's petrified. He's like, I don't think I could fucking do this. He's like, I don't, I don't know if I could do this, man. He's, I was like, no, no, no. I just had to work out a kink. I got it now. Well, my steering was off by like five degrees from that spin out. And I go to take off again. And I ran right straight into the wall and skid down this wall. <laughs> and I'm still laughing while I'm doing it because I was like, just like, fuck, this is what happened. And I get off the wall. I was like, okay, no, now really, I got the kinks worked out. So, and then, so this takes it back to, I lost my phone. Yeah. So I had to use his phone for directions. So I'm in the front, I'm looking at directions on my phone, I'm driving by one hand, I'm worrying about the, the street and like who's coming, and I'm making sure he's behind me at the same time. So like the first two days when I was driving or riding, it was like, terrifying. it was very stressful for me because I was like, is he behind me? He's not hit? Am I hit? Where are we going? What's going on? Like it was, it was stressful, right? While everybody else is honking at you, like, yeah. like fucking move, and yeah. you're just going slow. So we figured it out, we get it going, we uh, ate dinner at some really good places, we went to this like five-star restaurant called Cascades at this like five-star oh hotel. And I'm not really one to eat like art. You know, I like to eat, like I'm American. I like to have a good amount of portion. I don't like you to bring out like a, a yeah. teaspoon of art. Why well, didn't mind that this place served art because it was fucking phenomenal. Like the food that they gave you was so good. You took your time and ate it and you were like satisfied. Like uh, Smith and I had gotten like scallops and squid for like a uh, appetizer. Dude, it was so good. Amazing. And then he got this ribeye. <laughs> this ribeye. I got this. It was Australian tenderloin. Yeah, I got this lamb chops. His ribeye was melt, literally melted in your mouth. It was fucking phenomenal. I got it rare. It sounds delicious. And it was just like, I mean, it was small. It was phenomenal. It was that small piece of like little meat. Yeah. Where, I mean, like, I when I was cutting it up and eating it, I would just let that piece sit there. For like a, a minute he, before I actually ate it. It gave him, the whole the whole setup gave him an emotional experience because there's this cute little Asian family <laughs> sitting behind us and right, he was watching well, like them. Right in front of us, like I could see them. And they brought out like, it was one of the little Birthdays, Asian, yeah. Yeah, Asian children's birthday. So like, the, there was nobody else there. It was like only us and that other family in this pretty big little area. And they bring out this child a cake and like the whole family's all happy and just having a great time in Bali. And I just started crying. I started crying like, at dinner, dude. <laughs> it was like, I don't know what happened, just, but watching this family, like, just this emotional wave hit me. And I just started tearing up and started crying, like, literally crying. What the heck, And I was dude. like, what is going on? Yeah, the food was that good. <laughs> I don't, yeah. And then I got a creme brulee for dessert, which was... A apple. creme brulee? Yeah. Creme brulee? I had this, like, apple. You weren't there, so you don't know how to spell it. Yeah, Whatever. it was spelled differently. I got yeah, you. It was worry. Balinese. Yeah, it was Balinese. It was actually really good. It was so good. It had this like apple fritter type thing. Yeah, it's pretty it good. It was so delicious. And then, um, so we did the, oh, one, uh, one day we went, we went to this place called Kubu Adventures and we rented ATVs and they took us on this trek yeah. through this jungle, like the rice paddies. In a and, cave. In a cave, dude. You go through probably like a quarter mile stretch through a rock, like through a cave. You come out the other side and you drift through a waterfall. Under yeah. a waterfall, you drive right through a waterfall. It was legit. It was it was super cool. You're doing like drifts on the side of this little fucking. I don't know if they qualify as mountains, but they're the hills. It was pretty steep. Yeah, and hills. you're going down this ATV, and I was. Yeah. It was. And you're going fearful. up to yeah. It was it was legit. It was fun as fuck, and that was super cheap too. I think. Oh yeah, so we were like there was this family, this Australian family or something in there front was of, the head us. of us. Yeah. Yeah, 
and there was us four, and it was like five of them, and we're going not even like probably five minutes into the ride. And you we're know? probably only going like <laughs> ten miles an hour. Yeah, and it's on, but it's on this like little path, and the paths that are in the rice fields are steep. They're raised like three feet off of the the ground from where this, the rice paddies are. This at. little Australian girl and the family in front of us. <laughs> I, so my guess is that she wasn't strong enough to turn the ATV itself because, you know, it did take a little bit of, like, manhandling to actually turn it. She just falls right off what? into the fucking rice paddy, I dude. look up. All I see are tires, like, yeah. hanging out of the rice paddy and, like, some smoke. And, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and they were like, that girl just fell. And I was like, what? And then all of a sudden you see her pop up out the other side. She's just like, hey. And she, so she was okay. Here's the thing. Her dad... An asshole. Didn't do Didn't nothing. Even, he was like the very front. She was probably like last of the family. So she was like, you know, not that far ahead of us. I was in the very, very back. Dad didn't get off, yeah. run over to her, check on her, anything like that. Just Ooh. fucking vehicle just flipped on top of her. And she fell three feet down. Didn't get up, didn't run over there. Liz was actually the first person Ru- yeah. to run up to her. Liz and was help. the first one there. And then the... ATV started smoking because it was upside down, and these poor, like, Balinese dudes are trying to, like, grab this, like, four-wheeler because it's, like, two feet raised, like, the, the the trail, the sidewalk, are like, two feet raised. They're trying to get it out. Did you and, come save the day? Uh, I did. didn't come save the day, but I helped them get the four-wheeler out of the thing. He saved the day. Yeah, big old muscles did it. But I helped. I got it. He, he's got it over his head. Yeah. Carries it. Carries watch it out, boys. <laughs> carries it back to the road. But, uh... I asked that girl, I was like, are, are you okay? Like, are you fine? She's like, oh, yeah. And, like, she just, she had, like, a red mark. It was probably turned into a bitch and bruise later, but she was completely fine. She was like, oh, she, like, hopped on our grandma's ATV, and they continued on the rest of the thing. Yeah, that's sick. And uh, so, yeah, we went to the, the caves and the waterfalls and drifts and trying to hit, like, these wheelies and shit. Came on two wheels a couple times. I was scared I was going to flip because, you know, I'm not that big. So, like, I was drifting hard as fuck and leaning all the way to the – like, left, you know, and drifted that way. So I didn't fucking flip and end up like that little girl in some rice paddy upside down with a fucking vehicle <laughs> on top ima- of it. I could imagine you yeah, doing that. So, but so, I was, me and me and Jackson here were, yeah, we were, were hitting that it, shit. Dude. Yeah. We'd hit we the were, corner we and, and slam the accelerator and fucking fishtail out that puppy. Yeah, it was nice. Um, so then, uh, I don't know at what point this is, but we hit like uh, a woodworking place where everything was like handmade woodworking. It was really, really cool. Um, an art collective from like Balinese uh, artists. It's like this huge compound, and they all had like art for sale. And I bought like a little picture that was like hand painted and drawn. Um, let's see. Oh, so Nate and I found like our breakfast joint. Remember in Amsterdam, you and I went to that one place, like the breakfast yeah. corner or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so, our spot. Yeah, so we found our place in Ubud called Watercress Cafe. It was pretty fucking good. They had this nice. this banana pancake that used banana flour instead Ooh. of regular flour. Yeah. And they had like this mascarpone whip and like granola and berries and fruit on it. it brekkie was, burger. The brekkie burger. It's nice. It was a burger with like eggs Sounds and avocado good. and jam yeah, and shit avocado. all on it. it was, nice. The place was bitching. I'm getting and hungry. the lady, we went, that was her name, she had learned who we were because we went there four mornings in a row. Sweet girl. Yeah. We went was very nice. So at this point, um, uh, Liz and Smith go off to another island, Nusa Penita, which is like a 45-minute boat ride on theirs. And we were going to go, but we were like, you know what? Let's just hang out here because we didn't want to do the hassle because you had to order the tickets like a day in advance. So we're like, we're just going to stay in Ubud. So I was like, okay, well, I want to go do yoga one, like one of these mornings. So I found this place called Yoga Barn. Which is like a really good like yoga retreat, I guess, over there. But he he didn't want to go, so I was like, okay, I gotta figure out how to get here. So I googled it and I mapped quick quest this puppy. All right, map quest, so bringing I, it out, I baby. Whipped, yeah, I whipped out a piece of paper and I'm sitting here writing down directions like it's fucking the 20th century. I'm writing these down. I'm like, take a left at the coffee shop, continue on past the the petrol station and like everything like that. So I got the scooter, right? I'm driving the scooter. And I got this piece of paper flapping in the wind in one hand. I look like such a tourist because I'm like grabbing the paper and like looking at it like, okay, where am I? But after I did that and I made it back because I had went to the yoga barn once one day and like the following morning. So I went there twice. I had unlocked the secrets to Ubud. Nice. I knew how to get around. He'd be like, let's go here. I'm like, put your phone away, bud. I know where we're going. So I would know. Other than the fact fact that we came out and we're going into oncoming traffic. Like three times. And then because I was like. 
they have no signs up for anything. All of a sudden, you just got people yelling yeah. at you. But I was like, we're in scooters. We don't need to abide by the law. Because everyone else in scooters were going the other way, too. Until a cop found us. He was like, you got to go the other way. And so he's like, there's no signs. Ran an obvious red light, too. <laughs> like, he's just... So here's the thing. I had your phone in my hand no. trying to figure out directions. I'm not talking about that. He's reckless. So he, he takes into no account that someone is following him. And he just pulls I out do. in front of I cars. I just think that you would be right behind me. He, ready drives, to... he, dri- he drives like this, too. Yeah. I'm so, dangerous. No, I want, wow. you to, I want you to just stop talking. All right. So, like, I'll be behind him, you know, right behind him. We'll come to a stop. He'll just, like, look right, you know, for one second and just take off left. And nice. I, I come out, I look right, and there's a car right in my face. And I'm like, if I would have followed him, I would have been hit by this fucking vehicle Going like, you know, 40 miles per hour down this road. Then there'd be a, a left turn or something, you know? You don't have to stop. You just keep going. He'd just pass cars where you can't see any other cars coming. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm, I'm going to follow you here. I'm also not trying to fucking die and be on the but did hood you die, of this though? car. But did if, you? Did no. You? you know why? Because I didn't follow you. Hmm. Good job. I didn't die. Good I followed job, myself. Mate. Safety first. Yeah, anyways. I'm about safety here. That was about fun. I had a blast. Anyways, so uh, we continue on. I figured out after the couple times we went in the oncoming traffic, then I knew exactly how to get around. I found the other, like, way to go. Um, We went to some shops. Got a handmade, hand-carved wooden pipe. That was cool. Mm. Um, Leather satchel. Oh, yeah. He got this bitchin' handmade leather satchel. $900,000. I mean, nine hundred thousand rupees. It's like 60, pretty expensive, it's yeah. Like pretty, Sixty American dollars. Pretty, God damn it. <laughs> so we did that. Um, oh, we were in Ubud, and there was this alleyway that was probably like two feet wide, and there was a sign that said, "This way to secret spot in it's, rice yeah, field" or something like, like that. Ma- it said like something magic. Spot magic spot in rice field, and so we go up and we see these people. It was pitch dark going through this alleyway. And we see these two people coming down, and they're French, <laughs> believe it or not. Fucking French. And we're like, what's this way? He goes, oh, very far. Very sweet far. orange. Sweet, sweet orange. orange. Very yes. far. And I was like, is it down there? He goes, yes, very far. I was like, all right, well, thanks for nothing, you Frenchie. So we continue on. And, dude, for like 30 minutes, we're probably trekking down this. In the middle, like, yeah. it's pitch dark. Through, we're going through the rice paddy field. On, like, a hill, basically, where if you take a right step, you're falling off, mm-hmm. like, far. Through this forest. And, like, I kept seeing these little orange barrels. And it was like it was like a little trash can or like an ashtray or something, and it said sweet orange on it, and they were just like th- two or three or so like on the path. So I knew we were getting close to something. So I remember the little French dude saying, "Oh, sweet orange, yeah, sweet orange," and I kept seeing these little barrels with sweet orange on it. So I was like, "We're going to something. I have no fucking clue where we're going or how long how either. long it's gonna take." I was like, "But we're getting there," and I, and we got there. We got there. Sweet orange cafe. Like this, literally in the middle of nowhere, it took forever to get there. There's this cafe, and like it had this heartbreaking origin story printed on the front of the menu, talking about how like this family's dream was to get a cafe up and started, and then they finally got it. And they're in the middle of nowhere, so I have no clue how the logistics work on that. But they had they had like some good drinks. We didn't really order any food there, but uh, it was a cool experience. It, it was, was. Like, it was very chill out. They had like cats running about and like a bunch of frogs. But um, so we did that. And then um, let's get to the nitty gritty of what we've been talking about since the first podcast. What did we say we were gonna do when we go to Bali? What did you say you were gonna do? I don't know. I don't remember. remember. You don't remember? I don't remember. Nighttime snake snake hunt. Snake hunt. Yes. Yes. You did the snake hunt. We did snake hunting. We did it. The last. Okay. (laughs) So the last day before snake hunting, I was like, Nate, do you want to get a tattoo? He goes, If I get tattoo, I just want. I want it to be like how the traditional is, like the hand poker, the hand tapping. I was like, okay, I'll see what I have to find. So I found a studio who does hand tapping, hand poke, and tradi- like just a regular tattoo gun. He's like, yeah, I have an idea. Let's go. So I called the guy, and they had nothing going on. So I was like, we'll, call- we'll cruise up. Brand new tattoo shop. It had literally opened this year. The people were nice. They were like half German, half Java. Like the person who like really ran it was like half German, half Java. And we roll up. And he, I think he got kind of sketched, but also so, I don't think they could have like done what I wanted, what he wanted yeah, as I, good as he wanted it. I picked out like what I wanted, 
and the way I want it would not have worked really with the hand poke, just like because different shading. And it would have taken forever. Too. Yeah, it would have taken forever. So I was just like, you know what? I'll just wait until I go home because I know a girl there who does tattoos or whatever, and I'll just wait. So yeah. I didn't get anything. But. So, so I did. We were looking through. I had like kind of an idea, but I wanted to look through what their art was, and they had some of the, like their flash, and then they had some of their, uh, like previous s- sketches on the walls, like previous tattoos on the walls. So we we grabbed one, and we kind of like, um, that he pointed out, and then I really liked, and then we kind of did a little, um, what's it called, customization to it. Like we changed it up a bit. So then I did about an hour and a half this hand poke tattoo where this dude had this traditional like carved wooden hilt with a needle in it and just like maybe lay on my side and just fucking went to poke town on the side of my ribs with this tattoo and what's crazy is like a traditional tattoo gun is like you get used to it because it's like eh, like constantly right kind of numbs up but with the hand poke it was like each time you do it it was like brand new like a new like feeling so that got kind of used to i was watching it it wasn't just like you know, you poked skin, it would go in his skin, he'd like pull it out like an inch or so, like his skin would be pulling, and then just drop it. Like, it, watching it, I was like, this looks like it fucking hurts, dude. Yeah, that, that's rough. And I could hear it too, he'd like poke it in and go like, <laughs> like that, I could like hear the skin clapping. And so, uh, so we do that, whatever, we go back to the room. We I had some- a, uh, wait, so, I didn't get the tattoo, there was like a Dutch girl there though, oh, yeah, and she experience. was dating... One of the, like, Indonesian dudes who was, like, friends with the people who ran a tattoo place, whatever. But she brought, like, uh, rummy cube, which is rummy, but it's, like, the original, you know, little, like, cubes of it that I guess they play in Europe and stuff. And she was like, do you want to play? And I was like, fucking sure. Like, fucking let's do sure. it. So, like, I was outside this tattoo shop. This like, a little, like, like, a little hit me a little bit. Not like the family did. I didn't cry, but it hit me. I was outside playing Rummy Cube on the sidewalk in Bali with this Dutch girl, her Indonesian boyfriend, who I said looked like Johnny Depp, but young, and this older Indonesian lady who was tattooed from like head to toe. Yeah, like all her neck. Yeah, and, her and we were just like all talking and like just hanging out playing Rummy Cube. And I was like, Where like, am I? It just hit me a little bit because yeah. like four random people. Who will never, or, you know, they'll meet again. I'll never meet those people ever Across again. the world, yeah. Don't even know their names. And, like, she's from somewhere in Europe. These people are from Bali. I'm from fucking Alabama. It was like, how the hell did we all meet right here yeah. to play a game around me? Just Isn't that crazy? crazy? Just it was a just crazy like, experience. Yeah, yeah, it just, like, hit me a little bit. I didn't yeah. cry, but. It's always the simple times like that, too, yeah. you know. And I'm sitting here, something. like, while I'm getting poked by this guy, I see out the window, and I'm just watching him playing rummy with these people all at once. I was like, you know what? Good for him. Ah, It was nice. get poked. <laughs> so afterwards, we, we get some dinner, and we head back to the room. We take a quick nap. And then at, like, 8.30, the guy from the Balinese reptile shelter shows up. His name's Goosty. Goosty. He's like, hello. We're like, hey, what's up? He's like, uh, are you ready to go? So we wore, like, I wore, like, sweatpants, my running shoes, and just a shirt. And he wore, like, his boots and some, like, dickies, right, or yeah, something? Yeah, my dickies. So we roll out, and I'm, like, talking to the guy. To be honest, I was a little sketched. I was like, okay, we're going nighttime snake hunting. Snake That's terrifying. So, Snakes are dangerous. Okay, also, I look like Dr. Rick Marshall from Land of Loss. You know, he wears his yeah. little floor shine zipper boots. Not ready for a field expedition. But uh, this dude's fucking van couldn't get out of the driveway. Because they're, like, the driveways are steep. And he so had like, only had, like, front-wheel drive. Yeah, so he's trying to shift. get out, and he's, like, burning rubber. So we get out, and we push this fucking van from the back. So he could get traction. As he's burning rubber, yeah. trying to get out. And I was like, already this trip's going to be, like, it's going to be fun. Like, <laughs> this little snake hunting adventure is going to be fun. So I was, like, talking to this guy. We're in the back, and we're driving. I was like, okay, so, like, how long you been doing this? He goes, me? I'm a beginner. And I was like... I like look at him. I was like, "Fuck, oh shit." He's like, "Yeah, I just usually just catch the snakes or something." The people I work for, like, they're pretty much like the scientists or whatever. And I was like, "Oh, so are we like meeting up with them?" He goes, "No, it's just us." Yeah. So he's like, I was like when he said that, he's like, "Oh, so we're meeting up with these people." He went, "No," and like there was a long pause. I was gonna be like, "Just y'all, just you two." Yeah, you two <laughs> just, are just go, out there. go out there. So it was just the three of us. I was like, okay. I was a little sketched out, to be honest. And then he's like, uh, maybe my cousin meets up with us. 
was like, your cousin's just going to link up with us to go snake hunting? I was like, I, I literally was looking at him like, what the fuck? This All seems right. a little like All right. weird. Yeah. So, but this dude, Goosty, if he's a beginner, I don't imagine like what the yeah. experts were because this dude knew his shit. He, he knew, knew like everything. He could have been fucking with us too, like just saying random names, but he knew like the scientific names. He pointed out these berries that I hope weren't poisonous because he was like, eat uh, Panama berries. Panama berries. He picked up these leaves and was like, tea, I'll make tea out of this later. He probably was just fucking with us the whole time. Like, I don't know what Point, these are. Pointed like. at like any bird. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the, bird the was. black there's, fin fucking yeah. something. Or like, there's oh, freshwater cool. crabs in the rice paddy fields. There were crabs in like the creeks. Crabs. Like, just what? in the rice paddy field. So we're going and he's like, on, on a good night, you see like four, maybe five different types of species. There's seven species total on the island of snakes. <laughs> And he's like, we want to find the green Bali viper. That's our goal. Yeah. So the green Bali viper. So his cousin comes. Yeah. His cousin comes smoking cigarettes the whole time, the whole time. In, in shorts. shorts and mud boots. Yeah. Like doesn't speak, speak like English. any any English. Yeah. And it was just like they were fun. Like they were funny dudes. He was funny. Yeah. So like the first snake we found was a slug snake. Yeah, just eat slugs. Yeah. It, it was, was pretty. Small. It was pretty small. It wasn't like venomous or anything like that. And then the second one we found was a, a vine snake. Yeah, the vine snake, which was much bigger. It's probably the biggest one we found. I'd say, lo- or the longest at least. Yeah, it was longer. It was, long. it was green, but when they get agitated, they're so they're like green with a white underbelly. But when they get agitated, they get like these black scales, so they almost look like salt and pepperish on the bottom. And so we got to like hold these snakes and everything like that. And like I said, motherfucking Doctor Doolittle over here, the snakes were crawling all over it, in through his fingers and everything. Meanwhile, I'm getting like snapped at by this vine snake in this and then we found a, a bronze back which is like a low venom um snake it like if it bites you it doesn't kill you its but teeth are too small like its fangs are too small it's something if it bites you it can't even do any damage yeah so but he was like also he's like yeah this is the bronze back blah blah low venom you know whatever but if you eat it kills you yeah it, it's like, like you can't what? eat it yeah i was like i don't think i want to eat it i'm not making a taco out of this thing He's like, my cousin tried one. Yeah, <laughs> well, he said his, his okay. friend has a hawk or an eagle, an and eagle. he fed the, the eagle this type of snake, and it killed the eagle. What? Yeah, he's like, he's like, my friend has eagle. And I was like, your friend has a fucking eagle? Yeah, I was like, like what? what? He's like, not a big eagle, but eagle. I was like, so that's pretty fucking badass. It's still a fucking eagle. So, well, okay, so the main premise of, like, the Balinese reptile shelter is they go out, they find snakes. Like, they people pay to, like, come out and see snakes with them, but their main goal is, like, people help them catch these snakes. If they're sick or if they have parasites, they clean them and, like, nurse them back in health and then release them. The night before, they had re-released a baby spitting cobra. Yeah. He showed us the video. Like the, it was it was probably about, like, four inches, but they had it, and they, like, released it back into the, the wild. But So we continue on, right? We find, like, we find a slug snake, bronze back, and a vine snake. We find about, like, three of each of those. We, we see multiple snakes. We're, like, two and a half hours in. It's probably midnight at this point. And, um... Goosey's so funny. He's up in front of us. He's like, Viper, Viper, where are you, Viper? He's like calling this Viper out. And okay, so it's <laughs> Goosey in the front. I'm behind Goosey. Nate's behind me. And then Goosey's cousins leading are like in the back, coming up in the back, right? Goosey, we're, we're coming through like kind of this tight brush, like these woods. There's this like branch overhanging us. Goosey goes over. I move the branch off. Nate's right behind me. And then Goosey goes, we, where's the viper? We need to find the viper. Three seconds later, I hear Nate go, oh, fuck, right there. I look to my right, and an arm's reach away is a fucking viper sitting in the tree. What? Right? Dude, literally, if I put my arm all the way out, it's like where my head would have been over there. Like, it was right fucking there. And I'm like, my dude, I got like chills. Like, oh fuck! Yeah, like, Goosey's like, like it's his fucking birthday. He's yeah, like, he's yes! Excited. Oh my god, we found the viper! He's it's like, like we, we were walking, and like, I just looked to my right, and there was like this little green thing with a red tail. Like they have these little red tails. Yeah. And I was just like, oh fuck! Look, there it is, right there, <laughs> like, right by my fucking head, it. dude, an arm away. And he's like, wow, that's the biggest one we've seen. Yeah. I was like, what? He's like, this is the biggest one I've ever seen. He grab, he gets a little fucking hook thing you know they have yeah. like grabs it and he's got it by the tail and he like hands it off to me and i got it in my hand i'm like holding it i was like oh this is this is kind of cool he started like going straight up and i was like oh fuck oh fuck <laughs> i like hand it back to him right and he's got the snake in one of the hooks and he's got the other hook and he's bopping it and then fucking nose he's like boop 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 yeah viper boop 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 he's like pissing it off yeah and then he's got it on the hook he's holding its tail and he's literally like three, four feet away from me. It's pissed off now. It's coiled. It's like coiled up. 
it's looking dead at me. He's like four feet away, and he just got done pissing it off with the <laughs> fucking hook, hitting it. It's cool that looking right at me. Dude had like a loaded gun to me. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? doing? He, goes, he goes, don't worry. He cannot reach you, but he is very fast, and he will kill you. And I was like, well, <laughs> get him the fuck away from me. Go point him at me. And I he was like, die right now. Yeah, he was like laughing, and like we took some pictures, and then we, we let uh, him or her back off into the wild. But yeah, it was pretty fucking crazy. We saw like That's these big-ass spiders and everything. Oh, mm-mm. yeah. Mm-mm. I don't fuck with spiders. I'd have been okay with the snakes, but the spiders. I was like, dude, those things are like ninjas come up down your shirt and shit. And, like we were walking through like you know rice fields, like wooded areas, all this like random shit. And then like randomly, we'd come up on some fucking construction site. <laughs> Walk through this construction site. People are working at like it was like ten at night or something. In a bunch of snakes yeah. and spiders and stuff. Probably later than that, but they're just like working on these little construction sites on these buildings. And like we'd walk through and like. I guess just the people there in this country are just so nice. Like, if you walk through a construction site in America or something like that. Nowhere else in the world would yeah. you just walk through at midnight and a construction site. They'd be like, get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. Yeah. These guys are like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Like, oh, snake hunting. Like, oh, oh, cool. And like, we're like, what the fuck, Have a good dude? day. Meanwhile, yeah. like, us white dudes just walk right through and, like, nobody, like, pays us really any mind. They're just yeah. like, oh, I hey, remember have a good one. There was a long-ass, like, wire, like, cord or something. And Jackson was like, look at this fucking snake. And Goosey was like, oh, yeah. He's like, uh, what do you say? He's like, he's like, electric bite. Yeah, electric he's like, it's bite. kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, we're just fucking around yeah. with him. Like, he was funny. Like, I went to go. I was like, I got to go pee. He goes, yes, be careful. You don't want the snake to bite your snake or something <laughs> like that. And I was like laughing. And they have like Bali bananas. They're like smaller like bananas hanging out. I was like, oh, he wants a taste of this Bali banana, huh? He goes, Bali banana. <laughs> it's like a cuck. <laughs> like, the dudes were funny. And so like. That, That's cool. Yeah, that was our last night. So and then. uh. Next day we got breakfast and went back to the airport. So nice. That's the sounds like quite an adventure, dude. It was it was a spiritual adventure. A yeah. lot of, of emotional roller coaster yeah. here and there. Some snakes, some adventures. It was nice. Yeah, I lost my phone. Yep. You got a new one now, though. I did. Good for you. But uh, yep. So looking for that Bing Tang sponsorship. Bing Tang Rattler. <laughs> brought to you by Bing Tang. Fucks it out. Cut the check. Cut the goddamn check, Bing Tang. So. Thanks for coming on that journey with us. Yeah. Spiritually. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty glad that I waited to to hear it. Yeah. I kept wanting to tell you. I was like, God, we got to wait till we get the podcast up because yeah. it's going to, I want it like your first in reaction to it. Because I knew if I would have told you, it would have been like recapping it back on here. It would have been lame. But yeah. That's pretty sweet. So though. yeah. So now I got pictures to show you too. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's Nate and Jackson's Bali 2K19 adventure. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Omni Hour podcast. Bing Tang. Fuck it. Bing Tang. Next year we're going to Russia. <laughs> okay.